Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. All right, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano and Steve Jordahl now joins us. Good morning. How you doing, Steve? I'm well. It's a good day here in Tupelo, Mississippi. You wake up, it's uh, like 80 degrees at 5 o'clock in the morning. You know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> uh, this, this California boy, Colorado boy, is not really used to it, but I'll be okay. Well, the, the fact of the matter is I thought you were being sincere because... No, it is a good, it in, is a good day. In I mean, terms of typical summer weather in the Deep South, yeah. this, is, this is like California. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> you know, in July and August. And so your your well being, Steve. <laughs> you're telling me depends on the weather. Any day that I'm any day that I am vertical and able to serve the Lord is a good day. Because I was going to say, I agree with you. <laughs> I hate winter. <laughs> you hate oh, winter. <laughs> I love winter. <laughs> it affects my psyche. It affects my emotional well being. I'm going to side with Steve on yeah. this one. Well, I like it cold. Yeah, far better than hot, but I didn't like it when we had the uh, week of ice. Yeah, but oh, not yeah. because of Copia. the cold, because of the ice. Yeah, yeah. well, that's true. But, yeah. All right, go, Steve. Hey, do you ever wonder what it would be like if Donald Trump was your GPS? In a quarter mile, you're going to make a left, okay? We're talking about a left or two, Sortel Boulevard. A wonderful street. I built it with my own two heads. A beautiful street. I know a lot about it. Nobody knows Sortel like I know Sortel. You're going to make a left. And if you reach Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left, okay? If you reach Bernie, you've gone too far. In three big, beautiful quarters of a mile, we're going to make a U-turn, okay? We're going to make a U-turn. Turn around. Or as Jen Psaki likes to say, we're going to circle back. Okay, we're going to make the U-turn, the greatest U-turn the world has ever seen at Corpus Christi Drive. And we're going to turn it around faster than the world has ever seen. We're rerouting, or as I like to call it, lost, okay? We've got no clue where we are. We are more lost than a liberal after reading the Constitution. We're more lost than Sleepy Joe after leaving his basement. But we're going to get there soon, believe me. That is brilliant. Now, that's not... That's not the president. That's that's. That's a very good impersonator, and I wish I could give you his name. I can't. It's just TikTok video. It sounds just like him. It does. I, I, we don't have a, a video here to watch. I was listening, going, "That's President Trump." At first, yeah. I thought it was, but then yeah. I thought, "No, that's gone on too long." To I, be gave the president. That, I gave Send that. Send me that yeah. on the phone. I'm sending I, that to hilarious. my family. I gave that to uh, to Brent. He's posting it on our on our Facebook page. That guy yes. sounds just like you. I know. So, okay, so, okay. oh, my goodness. I bet you have to be a New Yorker to be able to impersonate somebody like that. That, uh, that is close. fun. So this guy is typically vulgar or something. That's why we I can't no get his name. I have no idea who he is. Oh, you don't know who he is? No. This That's, is all, all the information I have. Yeah, you got you to send, I guess I'm sending that to like my family. Says, circle back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you run into Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left. <laughs> Boy, that's good. I like it. All right. Um, we've been having some discussions in this country about, um, well, the Catholic Church has about communion. In fact, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops is in the middle of, they have forwarded a draft resolution that says if you are a politician, a Catholic public figure, and you advocate for abortion, 
you should not be taking communion. Now well, that, 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 that's passed. They they forwarded a draft to uh, one of their committees or whatever. It's like it got out of committee. Um, I didn't know they had committees in well, the Catholic Church. I thought it came the committee is Rome. <laughs> well, I I think no, they have uh, conferences uh, he, uh, conference here in the United States, and they'll these kind but of this, applications they'll. But these, make even the United States bishops could say, "Okay, you five go over there and get us a draft of this or that." Yeah, yeah. So, so this is this is a uh, abortion is a mortal sin. In the Catholic teaching, it's murder, right? Yes. Okay. You have a Catholic politician. In this case, there are others, but uh, most hope the two most high profile would be Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, yep. and the President Biden. Biden. President Biden <clears throat> goes to church most every Sunday and receives communion. Or as the Catholics call it, Mass. Uh, Eucharist. He goes to Mass and receives the Eucharist. Yeah. All right, my apologies. No, no, that's fine. To, to distinguish, you're, you're right. Okay, goes to Mass, which is the church service, and receives Holy the, Communion, which is the Eucharist. Right. Okay, so that really defines being a Catholic in, in a large, to a large extent, different from a Protestant, for example. Now, so uh, the priest has the right to Yep. serve the communion or not to a individual parishioner. My understanding is he has a duty to make sure that he's not serving it to unworthy people. So, so the council of bishops now have said, or at least they're considering, I don't know why this is hard, really, because you have a, if, if Biden were to advocate for slavery and say, you know, I'm pro-slavery, uh, would the Catholic bishop say, you know what? He has a right to be pro-slavery. He's going to still get, uh, have the right to be an, a, a member in good standing or receive communion. Think they'd do that yet? No, it would never happen. Or or if if uh, Joe Biden said, I'm a white supremacist, I'm in favor of systemic racism, Right. I'll be at church at Mass Sunday right. morning, I expect to get communion. No, th- these are, these would be a no-brainer. There'd be out, there'd be outrage, be an outcry, and there's. So why is abortion the exception? Well, do you have something more on the story? I was going to add in, but you go ahead with. No, I, well, I I have in front of me a letter from sixty members, Democrat members of Congress who are Catholic, and uh, the gall of these people. Allow me, please, to read the first paragraph of this letter. This is statement of principles dated June eighteenth, and it's signed by sixty or so. Catholic lawmakers in Congress. As Catholic Democrats in Congress, we are proud to be part of a living Catholic tradition, a tradition that unfailingly promotes the common good, expresses, listen to this, a consistent moral framework for life, and highlights the need to provide a collective safety net to those individuals in society who are most vulnerable. As legislators in the U.S. House of Representatives, we work every day to advance respect for life and dignity of every human being. We believe that government has a moral purpose. And they go on to say that um, 
yeah, kind of your your thing. We're not perfect, and uh, you're serving communion to other people. So why us? We urge the Catholic Church to heed the words of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, who wrote in his apostolic exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, that the Eucharist, although it is the fullness of sacramental life, this is already very Catholic language, it is not a prize for the perfect, but a powerful medicine and nourishment for the weak. I think these guys are calling themselves weak. Well, I, I certainly agree with with that, but I would I would add about a half dozen other things and rebukes to look. look the, the The only strong argument that you have as a, as a Democrat Catholic politician in making this argument to me, the only argument you have is you say you can't set abortion in its own category as the one issue that makes you refuse to give communion to a practicing Catholic when there are all these other sins, if you're going to... Are there really, though? Are there really a lot of mortal sins? Well, th- let, me, let me just finish the, the, the argument. Sorry. That, yeah, no, it's okay. It, it, the, the, it, you have to make the argument that you're giving, you are giving communion, you're giving the Eucharist to people who are not perfect, who are sinners, and so it is political to pick this one out and make a what we might call a big case out of it. The problem with that, as you were saying, Tim, is abortion is not like telling a lie when your parents asked you whether you did your homework. You're talking about the murder of the unborn and the very fact that they are pretending to be pro-life when they're in favor of the murder of innocent children shows you how how bizarre and twisted their consciences are so they have one argument to make and it's insufficient because this is a heinous sin i don't i don't know why these people don't start their own church well they need the, the pro in, the in, pro abortion catholics just start your own church like like, like like the king of england did when he didn't like pope <laughs> telling him true. you know divorce was wrong yeah. oh, okay i'll start my own church <laughs> They need to start their own church because well, uh, if, if the bishops don't enforce their own teaching on abortion, then, uh, then they have started their own church. They've succeeded. Yeah. Joe Biden was asked about this uh, by a reporter, and he his answer was, it's a private matter. And no, it's, I, yeah, no, I it's think, not. Well, I think that this is exactly what the Catholics, how another way they get around in their mind doing this. No. There's my faith, and then there's my public person, and they're separated. Listen, if anybody in the could ever ask a question of President Biden on this issue because his handlers keep him from the press because he is not with it enough to take questions mm-hmm. from the press on, on anything, hardly. He just barely he has to be led around. His wife tells him on stage, Joe, pay attention. At a yeah. Now, my wife told me that come before, this, too. Come this way. This come way, this way, Joe. Here's the question for President Biden. President Biden, sir, the, uh, the your church, the Catholic Church, is considering denial of the Eucharist to you based on your position on abortion. 
Why, sir, is the Catholic Church opposed to abortion? Yeah. Why is your church opposed to abortion? Yeah. Let him answer that. Let him answer that. Well, he'll sidestep it. I, I know, yeah. but why is he sidestepping it? Well, he he probably would say that, like like Steve was saying, that's my personal faith. I don't talk about those no, no. kinds of things. No, I understand, yeah. and I'm not shutting you down, Ed. I guess it seems like I am. <clears throat> Just answer the question. Why does the Catholic Church think abortion is a mortal sin, Mr. Vice Pre- Mr. President? Yeah. I think you'll have to ask a priest about that, he would say, I believe. You're the President of the United States, and you can't answer that question. The reason you don't want to answer that question, and it's a rhetorical one that I posed here, is because he has to say because abortion is the, uh, involves a unborn baby. Oh, really? It yeah. does. And and why does the Catholic Church? Because it ends the ends the pregnancy. Yeah, that's the best way he could phrase it. And the baby's some, some, created uh, in the image of God. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But so that would lead. Uh, but they don't want to answer that. He he doesn't want to answer that question. Right. Which tells you uh, there's a reason why he wants to hide from having to answer that question. Not that the media would even ask him that right. question. They're not uh, going to. They're not going to embarrass him. Right. But uh, my question would be, why is it embarrassing to, for you to state your position? Yeah, because he's a practicing Catholic who is at odds with his own church on an issue of fundamental human rights. Bingo. And sin. Yeah. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Do you, do you think that, that he will be denied? Uh, I personally don't think so. Okay, I don't either. I I don't I don't think that I don't they think gonna, the Catholic Church, the huh? They can't take the heat that well, will result. No, from I agree. It. I'll tell you that 74, according to a new poll, 74 uh, percent of mass attending Catholics, Catholics who go to church, believe that public <clears throat> officials who disagree with the church on the serious issues such as abortion should avoid creating confusion and disunity by not presenting themselves for communion. So they don't think that he should get communion either, although he, they think it should be a self-policing thing. It's a 74% of Catholics that, that attend church. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we've been, we have talked uh, in the past about uh, schools and CRT and what's being introduced. And uh, we've seen parents rail against this uh, to school boards. And I want you to hear a young man. They did not give his name. I bring a lot of anonymous people. I'll tell you what I do know about this guy. He is a teenager. He attends Rosemont High School in Rosemont, Minnesota. And he is tired of the bias that he is seeing in his class. And listen to him talk to the Board of Education. Cut 10. My honors government teacher, I'm not going to say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people while Republicans only care about themselves. And he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue. He had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um, There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Now, members of the board, I want you to take a good look at yourselves in the mirror tonight and ask, are you really standing up for the equality of all people, or are you just pushing a damaging political ideology um, on, on our students? Now, due to all these instances I've mentioned and many more that I can't fit in this five minute speech, I've decided to leave this district and continue school on a private Christian school online. And there will be sacrifices, and I will not get to walk in the graduation ceremony or attend milestones at RHS. Someday I'm going to be a leader. I may be the president, a governor, or just a professional golfer. 
but I will never stop believing that everybody has value, no matter their skin color or personal beliefs. And it's a shame that you're not going to be able to say that I was an alumni of RHS in District 196. Thank you. Wow. Now, where was this? Minnesota. Minnesota. Rosemont, Minnesota. Yeah. So, so his, his public school, his civics teacher, I think, what he said? Or yeah. Uh, social studies. Social teacher. studies. Yeah was teaching that socialism is better than democracy. Well, he is a social studies teacher. <laughs> well played. So now that is according to the young man. Yes. We should say. And that, I cut out a bunch of examples that he gave. It was about a two-minute clip. I and, cut out a bunch. And I got to say, I have no doubt that this kid is telling the truth. Yeah. Because Minneapolis is a very liberal city, and they are probably as woke as any community in, in the country. Yeah. But he makes a good point, and, and that's going to happen more and more as uh, CRT, critical race theory, and some of this other wokeness spreads, especially in blue states and in blue cities. You're going to see people who are excluded by those ideologies or who are har uh, harangued by them are going to go to uh, alternative schooling, whether it's homeschool, Christian school, private school, what have you. That's going to happen more and more. Yeah. So, as you guys know, uh, this is uh, we're proud of our dysfunctional sexuality month, and <laughs> they were having a we're proud of our. Uh, you know what? The sound of Scooby Doo just came to my head. <laughs> <Did it? laughs> yeah. Can you repeat what well, you just said? Because well, I, I don't, I'm well, not sure I heard you clearly. This month, uh -huh. ju June, July, July, June. This June, is June. June, Steve. Okay. This month, June is I'm proud of my sexual dysfunction month. Yes. Yes. It's Pride Month, Gay Pride Month. Oh, uh, see what you did there. Okay, I got you. Okay, this is a uh, this is Gay Pride Month. Yeah, all over the universe. It is yeah. because in fact so, they're, they're celebrating so it on Mars. Yes, too. they are. There's a banner you can see at night. Well, if you look up into the sky and look at planet Mars. You can see it. It's a rainbow. Yeah, it's not. It's not the red planet during June. No, it's, it's the rain, rainbow. It's a rainbow, rainbow planet. planet. Go ahead, Steve. Um, they were having one of these dysfunctional uh, sexuality parades in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And um, I, I, I know I've been sarcastic about this, and but this is kind of serious. There was a truck that ran into the crowd and killed one person and then uh, continued on. And um, it just barely missed Florida Representative De Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Well, the mayor of Fort Lauderdale, his name is Dean Trantalis, got on his Twitter account right away, and he said that it was a terrorist act. I'm, su I'm assuming uh, because I, they saw the white man being led away, a domestic terror. But uh, as facts emerged, it was a little different. So the mayor tweeted out what you just said yes. because he believed someone drove intentionally into the crowd because it was a pride yes. parade. Okay. Yeah. So facts come out. Without any, without, the mayor does this within minutes tweeting and he doesn't, he doesn't have any facts to back him up. Mm -hmm. And he says it's a terrorist attack, right? A terrorist attack on the LGBT pride parade attendees. And, boy, did that not age well. No, it did not. It turns out when they got the guy out of the truck, he was wearing a 
sexually dysfunctional sexuality. Come on, Steve, just call it what it is. So <laughs> you're right, you're pride, a gay pride Gay t-shirt. pride, yeah. yeah. And, and, he's uh, got a pre- and he's got a gay pride flag. In the back a rainbow of the flag. Right. And so what happened, it turns out that this guy was had a condition that would not allow him to walk through this uh, with this parade. So they asked him to drive a truck, uh, one of the, that has a banner, and uh, the accelerator got stuck, whether he, he was not impaired, they say, but he ran in, accidentally ran into the crowd. Which is, ter- which is terrible yeah. that someone it died. No, it's awful. Others got hurt, right? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. awful. But, but the, but the uh, and I don't know how many of the media jumped on this, uh, like they did, like they do every case involving a police officer and an African-American male, you know, they within two minutes of the happening or a mass shooting if a mass shooting happens somewhere in America. And we really don't know what happened. We first blame the white supremacist, Ma- to- MAGA supporter. And then, and how many then times guns. does that happen? Then huh? guns, then guns. But I- anyway, so it wasn't a terrorist attack. No. Uh, and the mayor, what the mayor apologize? Well, he started walking it back. He gave a statement to Fox news. Well, and that's this- good. Cause it was a lie. This is what he said. <laughs> Glad he walked it back. It terrorized me and all Are you around serious? me. Yes. This is what he said to Fox News. Uh, no, no, no. Not getting away with that one. <laughs> I reported what me. I saw to law enforcement and had strong concerns about what transpired, concerns for the safety of my community. I feared it could be intentionally based on what I saw from mere fear. No, you didn't away. fear. You said it was. Yeah. He should say, you know what? I jumped to conclusions. I was terribly wrong. That right there. And uh, so uh, I apologize. Right. I apologize to the public. For not being more uh, thoughtful and, and waiting for the facts to come out. Instead, I did like every other bozo does <laughs> around the country. I jumped to conclusions within one minute and felt like the world needed to know what I thought, so I fired it off on a tweet. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a fist yeah. bump right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, I have a, a more positive story to end with. Uh, I want to oh, introduce you so. to, I think she's about five. We didn't get her age. She's about five-year-old Abigail Courtney. Her mom brought her to her first Major League Baseball game. Now, for some reason, probably because her dad watches baseball, she is a Joey Votto fan. Joey Votto plays for the Cincinnati Reds. She adores the guy. He's the best thing that ever happened to the world. She was wearing a Joey Votto T-shirt. She came to see him play. Right. His first at bat. Check swing, called a strike. He argues with the umpire and gets kicked out of the ball. Oh, game. no. Yes, mm-hmm. and so they. Mm-hmm. Her mom t- uh, tweeted out a picture of Ab- poor Abigail in tears because Joey Votto wasn't playing anymore. Somebody will give her tickets to another game. Joey Votto, yeah. He okay. found out this was happening, and he yeah. he got a baseball. He signed it and said, "I'm sorry, I didn't play the whole game." <laughs> Joey Votto, <laughs> and and found out and where this. How how did he find out who this was? And, the tweet was oh the tweet okay. the tweet about her crying was and and um, yeah and they were in the they were in the crowd so let me tell you athletes athletes can be ambassadors for a lot of goodwill yeah I've 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 seen that obviously hockey's the sport I like I'll see it where uh, the visiting team is getting yelled at, yelled at during warmups. You know, by people in the stands yelling, just screaming at them. And before they go off back to the uh, to the locker room before the game, they'll hand them a signed stick or something. Changes their whole countenance. Yeah, they know how to do Athletes that. Athletes can do a lot of good. I was so. at a game one time where we had seats right on the field, and a little young, like, teenager was heckling the other team during warm-ups. 
And the manager of that other team came over and threatened to kick the guy out of the ballpark like he could. It's his ballpark. Your visitor team. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> All right. Thank Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank Pleasure. you, Ed. Yes. Thanks to Fred. Thanks to Brent, our producer. And we appreciate you listening to AFR. Keep listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>